Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. You're listening to 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? Just killing it, man. So good. <coughs> like, uh, gonna drink some whiskey. Uh, gonna talk about watches. What? Uh, how, how much better could a person be? Seriously. Just an embarrassment of riches that we're living here. <laughs> Andrew, how are you? I'm good. I had, uh, you know, as per usual, it's Tuesday night. I've had a really good weekend. Whoa. Hey, hey. You know, I've never spilled in here. Me either. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had a really good weekend. Today uh, was, I did not realize today was the last day of winter break. So I went into this weekend thinking that I was going to be uh, home by myself all day and able to get down Christmas decorations and do all manner of other things. Um, turns out today was the last day of winter break, so I was not home alone today. But it was cool. We had a we had a cooking day. We did uh, everything from scratch. We did a couple big loaves of French bread. We did ravioli, meatballs. It was delightful. A little bit stressful, right? Cooking with a seven year old yeah. is, is not exactly a a relaxing endeavor. Right. But it was mostly fun. <laughs> that's good. That's a that's yeah. a net positive. Yeah, it was mostly fun. And it was like I every time something got a little bit complex or like a little tedious or just need a little touch up, I was like, go play video games. Mm-hmm. And he would leave me alone for about 10 minutes and get us back on track. Return. And he did, you know, 8% of the work and caused 95% of it. Yeah. But he had Have fun. you seen that TikTok of the old lady making, I think she's making cookies with the toddler, and he, like, I think he's eating flour and just, like... Yeah. I did almost get stabbed today. Um, But, you know, that'll happen when, mm-hmm. you, when you give a kid a, a sharp object. He almost got stabbed by himself. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I was just like, fuck it. This is going to taste good. Yeah. It doesn't matter how it looks or if it's just... You know, noodle ribbons with ravioli filling on top of them and some red sauce. So, yeah, it was a good day. It was fun. The bread the bread is actually what I was most pleased with, how it turned out. Because I make French bread fairly regularly. And uh, I always make little tweaks. And today, I think I nailed it. I would offer you some. Intended to, actually. Was, was going to send you home with some ravioli and meatballs and bread, so... Sorry. It's it's fine. The timing was just poor. Yeah, Andrew's alluding to my biennial. Is biennial twice a year or every other year? I think that's... Or is it both? I think biennial is every other year. Okay. So my biennial keto... Touch-up. Touch-up. <laughs> Touch-up, although <laughs> with the... With the last year and a half, this is going to be a sustained, this is going to be a prolonged effort. <laughs> a little bit yeah. more than that. Yeah, I let the weeds get out of control. That happens. Uh, I'm going to need a couple of bottles of Roundup. Uh, no, that's good. I like I like cooking days with the kids, you know, and I always feel amazed at how much more they're able to do than you give them credit for. I did not feel that way. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but maybe well, we'll get there. Yeah, I mean, seven is, that's close, right? That's sort mm-hmm. of the beginning. My daughter, now 11, can 
make an entire batch of cookies without any supervision. I mean, we, we are there. We don't yeah. allow her to do it when we're not there, but she can do it without any um, supervision. She she does a few things that I'm like, you should do this better. Yeah. Uh, but she can make an edible cookie from scratch. Like the last time she did it, she used too much salt, I thought, in my mind, too yeah. much salt. and much, she like maybe 30% too much. And she also used... Um, sugar in the raw. Oh yeah, sugar in the raw. Yeah. That's that's right. And so it had like a crystalline sort of texture. Um, you, you know, these are decisions, right? They're they're decisions you make, and then you taste it, and you're like, oh, okay, that's why we don't use sugar in the raw, or or whatever, so, or or you you treat sugar in the raw differently than you do granulated sugar. That that's right. But, but so that that doesn't bother me at all. But yeah, you know, like she doesn't measure the salt, and so she'll use too much salt. So she'll figure it out. But still, eleven years old, like. Hey, I'm going to make some chocolate chip cookies. And I'm like, good luck. Let me know if you need anything. If you're not going to measure salt, I would expect that you would come up too light on salt. Not this one. Salt, like, I'm always intimidated by salt. Because you can you can fix, uh, and maybe that just comes from learning, right? I'm sure I've oversalted things. Yeah. Uh, so now I always tend shy. Because when I'm baking, I definitely measure the salt because that's chemistry. But cooking, it's just like, oh, here's a little pinch. Oh, I need some more. Here's a little pinch. Yeah, I've never been like, well, that was too much. Now what? <laughs> really, like not not now as an adult when I'm cooking regularly. So Andrew, you pitched an episode this week. I I pitch an episode every week. You do. That's true. <laughs> you are the episode man. Uh, you pitched an episode this week, and I was like, <coughs> yes, please take me back to the olden days. Yeah, you pitched a three for. It's not sort really of. a three for yeah yeah but but a uh, 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 we each pick three watches episode yes so today uh, uh, do you want to tell us what we're doing or, I, I mean should, I know what uh, we're uh, doing but do you want to tell these these kind folks at home what we're doing no we're not just producing in flight today we're writing in flight so Everett actually has no idea what we're about to talk about <laughs> but I'm gonna be fine so today. You know, as, as a person does when they're thinking about what they... Wait, wait. Can I talk about what I'm drinking? Oh, yeah, you should. Uh, can I try that death water or it, the liquid death? Yes. So I am drinking a bourbon and soda, but instead of soda water, I'm using a seltzer. I'm using this liquid death. This is their berry flavored. Um, oh, that's really good. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just seltzer water, right? It's, it's, it's better than LaCroix. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. I, I I don't know that I have a strong preference as between this and anything else, but we had it and it's good. And it whiskey seltzer mixes so well in whiskey. It's like a highball. Mm-hmm. But and that little berry, it kind of it it like really makes it like a highball. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm drinking a bullet. I'm drinking a bullet and seltzer highball. Bullet seltzer highball. And it's delightful. It works. It works. And it's got very few carbs. Very few. <laughs> More importantly, very few carbs. Anyway, I'm drinking I just beer. wanted I'm, I just wanted to talk about that. I'm drinking Boneyard, which has a really similar, you know, motif to liquid death. I, think, I thought those were booze for a long time and I saw like somebody one of my coworkers drinking one once and I was like, Bold move, Jesus. bro. And he's like, What do you mean? I was like, You what do you mean? What do I mean? What do you what do you mean? What are you drinking? Seltzer water? Yeah, the can makes it look like in liquid death. And, and its proximity to, it seems like 
at least to me, they very intentionally put it on the convenience store shelves, not in the liquor or in the beer cooler, immediately adjacent and right adjacent to similarly sized beer cans. Yeah, they like, want you to know that it's it's approaching danger. Yeah. As if the name and skull motif yeah. wasn't enough. But actually it turns out it's just fucking berry flavored seltzer. As it turns out. <laughs> and you're drinking beer. You're drinking yeah. Boneyard got, RPM IPA, which is one of my favorites. I got Boneyard. I'm, Each I'm can has about 400 grams of carbohydrates, though. They don't put nutrition facts on beer no, anymore. No, but I think it's like 35. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's high. So it's like. Oh, I'm feeling energized by them, though. Yeah. So today's episode, what I want to do, I, I was I we've gotten some some feedback on ideas for shows that are like take it back to revisit episodes. Take something that you did, you know, two, three years ago and see how your perspective has changed. How have you changed? How would you approach that question, that thought, that idea now? And within that vein, one of the things that I was thinking about is, is the dive watch world. Because dive watches are, they were the thing when we really started giving a shit about watches. When yeah. we, we, me and Everett, probably not you, the listener. Um, but when we started. But maybe, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But when we started caring about watches, dive watches were the thing. They've not really fallen out of style, but they're not the hot ticket item anymore. They're, they're not they're, the only thing anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not because for a while they were. It was dive watch or not. If you were in the affordable space, you know, you could get a ton of Seiko trash and, you know, you get some trash, but the new cool stuff was divers. As a result, divers hold a special place in my heart. Same. And as an affordable watch podcast, it's like, well, let's let's do something here. There's there's an episode that I'm sure we've addressed. But let's let's circle back on the idea now. So my idea was for each of us to choose three dive watches under a thousand dollars at stratified price points. So first price point being five hundred and below, second being seven hundred and fifty and below, third being a thousand and below. Hmm. And I think just in that is the first big transformation that we've experienced in these four years now, right? Four? Yeah, a little over four. We're talking about $1,000 watches casually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Without any heartburn, without any like... (sighs) Yeah, these are formerly reach watches. Yeah, exactly. They're formerly reach watches, and now they're not pedestrian, not by a long shot. But these are watches that we're comfortable with, that we're familiar with, that we would consider owning if, you know, the conditions were right. So that's at least for me, the first big, whoa, what a shift. Yeah. Because, I mean, I make more money now than I did when we started. But that's not like, that doesn't really have an influence on my emotional fortitude for the amount of money I'm going to spend on a watch. Yeah. The, the the band-aid's been pulled. The, the cork popped. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with spending money on watches. And within that, it's not just because I want more expensive watches. It's because I've come to appreciate and recognize what comes 
with every dollar more you spend in a watch. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, I think we did a pretty good job at, and and I think I was surprised that the five hundred dollar watch. We'll we'll get into the specifics of these picks when we talk about them, but I was surprised that for me the five hundred dollar watch was one of the harders harder Ooh. choices. Um, and, and not because there weren't watches that were available under that, but I felt like a lot of them were kind of obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, like the Orient Kamasu, for instance, such a great watch, such a great value, but it's like, how boring, well, that's, that's boring. So we don't necessarily need to talk about that. Yeah. I, I still think that it is probably one of the greatest values in perhaps the greatest value in watches right now, mm-hmm. but oh, okay. So let's pick something, you know, a, that's a little bit low on the price range. We're talking about a little bit more expensive watches today. It's sub 500. I think it's a cheat to pick a $200 watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, but also like we've talked about that, that watch hasn't changed, you know, the, the Mako or whatever. I, I also wouldn't buy it right now. Yeah, me either. All the watches I picked today are watches that I I would buy today. Same. And I mean that the Mako's not on my list, the Kamasu's not on my list. That that whole suite of two hundred dollar divers that are I mean, I think you're right when you say they're probably some of the best values in watches. They've totally replaced the SKX. I have no problem recommending <clears throat> that watch. No. You have a Mako, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've you no- had it for a super long time. I didn't even <laughs> realize it was gone and you brought it back and I was like, oh cool, my watch. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem recommending that watch. No, it's a killer watch. I could do with a little bit less polish on it, mm-hmm. but that's something you can kind of deal with on your own. Yeah. De- depolish it by wearing it. It runs great. It's super comfortable. It's sized great. Mm-hmm. It's attractive. If they had a no date option, it would be. So, Howie, if you're listening, we haven't forgotten about you. We haven't forgotten about the affordable stuff. So our tastes have evolved. We're still here. We'll still talk about affordable stuff. We're not gone. We're around. I but thought you were calling me Howie and making a bald comment, and I was like, "That's a, that's not even funny." <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do you just want to go right into it? Let's go right into it. So, uh, let's start. Um, let's start at the sub five hundred dollar category. Perfect. Did you have? So you said you had some trouble finding a watch. Yeah, I I think I had trouble. I think that the it, it's not that I had trouble finding watches. There are a lot of watches. It I had trouble finding watches that I think what you just said that I would buy today. Because there's I, a lot between five hundred and five hundred and seventy five. Yeah, that's also true. That's yeah, also true. Which, which speaks to the to what we've seen in the micro world in the last four years. It used to be five hundred dollars was the, the the peak. Of the small world of the small brands, right? mm-hmm. and now that that's sort of like getting your foot or the, in the top door. of the bell curve, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're that's you're 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 Maybe getting your foot in the door. So now we see, you know, I, I think I, you know, Foster's a good example. I think the 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 Neptune is a good example. We're looking north of five right now, mm-hmm. if you can get them. Yeah. So yeah. Continue. Oh, oh well. I, I think that's it. I was, I just, I had a little bit of trouble finding a watch that I would buy. That I would buy. I found one I would buy. And in fact, it's one that I'm surprised I haven't bought. It's one that I'm now thinking about buying, like, like maybe actually like now, now. Um, 
because it's a really cool watch. I think there's some overlap in my collection. Um, but I would buy this today. So my very first, my sub $500 diver, if you're just going to buy one, the Seiko SRPE03, that's the black dial. King, what do they call this? The I, I could pull up my phone and actually uh, the King Turtle. Yep. The Seiko King Turtle. Um, sapphire glass. Fantastic dial. That really deep waffle dial. Really good bezel. Improved bezel with a little bit grippier action, deeper grooves. Probably going to be aligned. Yeah, probably going to be aligned. Uh, sapphire on the crystal, mm-hmm. loomed sapphire on the crystal, a ton of Seiko's, <clears throat> you know, glow in the dark, proprietary glow in the dark material. Um, geez, Louise, 200 this, meters, the four R 36 movement. Y- yeah. So, all the so things, you know? I actually don't love the four R Four R works though, it, it, but it works. Yeah. That's right. And, and there are watches that are m- much more expensive than, the, than this. You know, <laughs> in fact, one of the watches that almost made on the list but didn't, the Uni, uh, is it the Modelo, Uni Modelo? Oh, shit. Uh, Doesn't matter. That yeah. runs a 4R, right? Mm-hmm. So, so or, or an NH35. So there are a lot of great watches with this movement. It's a tried and true movement. It's thick. And, and, and for that reason, the... King Turtle's thick. This is this is a big boy. So it's 45 by I think a 47 and a half or 48 on the lug to lug. 22 millimeter lugs. Um, but this is a turtle. The dimensions are identical to the OG turtle, or you know, mm-hmm. more or less identical to the OG turtle. Um really well crafted watch. The bracelet's Seiko, so it's gonna be it's gonna be sus. Just north of okay. Yeah. That's right. Just north of okay. <laughs> you will replace it and you will not regret it. But I mean, everything else, like this is the SKX mod, the super mod that people were making in 2015, right? Yeah. This this has got all the things you want. It's properly specced, hacking, hand winding, sapphire, uh, good yeah. dial. This is what people were buying an SKX to build. <laughs> That's right. Ceramic bezel. This is the modded Seiko that we all wanted. And at under $500, I think I sent it to you on Amazon for like $495. 468 on watchco.com. And 468 on watchco.com. So this is a, I, I mean, you, you know, if we think, well, the SKX at 250 in 2015, um, add these improvements and add a little bit for inflation. This is the same basic price, right? They've done all the things. Yeah. They've made this watch a total trooper. There's nothing on paper that you could complain about. Maybe the size, but that's subjective, it's right? It's big though. And what I I wouldn't complain about this, but when they dropped the mini turtle, they add, or they added a cyclops. It's like, come on, it's three millimeters smaller. You don't need that. King, Just- King, King Seiko's got a, or the King turtle's got a cyclops as well. A big long day date cyclops. Is that a cyclops? Yeah, it's a oh, big gross. long day date. So that's that's that is probably the most controversial feature of this watch. I didn't. It's 
distorted such in this photo that it doesn't look like a cyclops. Yeah. That that is the that's the one thing that people are like, mm, why? But by all accounts, and in fact, my handling, I knew it was there, and I didn't think to look at it um, in the about an hour that I played with this watch. Um, but by all accounts, the Cyclops is it works, which is not which is not unif- universally true with Cyclops. So. Mm-hmm. Um, or or whatever magnifier. I don't know what you loop. I'm not sure what you want to call this thing. But I like Cyclops. Yeah, me too. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I think for 500 bucks, gosh. <laughs> yeah, in the sub five, you're not gonna do much better in the way of specs and in the way of quality of finishing because Seiko does a good job across their entire line. And, and this is an icon, right? It's yeah. a fully modern, fully specced, iconic watch with. You know, great history. It, this is the entry level Seiko, except that it doesn't have Seiko problems. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, right. Uh, it is, this is a super sick watch, and for under five hundred bucks, if if you talk to someone and they're like, "I want a big, badass entry level watch," Pro Diver. Well, I mean, this isn't the Pro Specs, or is it a Pro Specs? No, it, it's not Pro Specs line, but it's. Is it not? Is it? I don't think so. Oh, it is Prospects lined. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's Prospects. Yeah. So that's the, so the second on, hand, so. <laughs> the, the yellow second hand also matches the yellow text at six o'clock on both the 03 and the 05. And they've made a bunch of different iterations of this now. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think this one's cool. The I, I like the patty, the yeah, the light blue and black version, but I still think for me the black. The black one is the one. That, yeah, the O three is the is the one. The way to go. So you you know, and then I look at this and I'm like, gosh, if I bought this, would it replace my SKX or would I rock them side by side? I mean, I'll never get rid of my SKX, but I think you could just size it up and wear it on the same <laughs> wrist above, <laughs> like literally side by side. Yeah, yeah. Just just make it a little bit bigger to wear it above the SKX. That's right. <laughs> and wear and wear them on either side of my Foster. Yeah. Because I have to wear the Foster. Yeah, you have a, a weird dilemma. Yeah. That bracelet uh, articulates so nicely. It, Just watching you slide it up and down your arm kind of gave me, it, it caused some things to happen. Every time I mention Foster on the show, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to talk about this watch every single episode. It, 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 it'll slow down, I'm sure. Eh, yeah. We'll see. Just look. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Good pick. My first sub $500 pick is a watch that I have come super close to buying more times than I can count. I just haven't because this... It, I know that's true, by the way. It, it's just, it's not... Dive watches just aren't my thing right now, and they haven't been for some time. It is the Scurfa Diver one titanium i i apologize deeply i don't remember who loaned me one somebody loaned me one for a time i almost absconded with it (laughs) i was like i don't see any reason not to do that obviously i didn't they have their watch back this watch was in photos you're like man this is a big fucking clunky tool watch 
And you put it on. Did you have the titanium? Yeah. You put it on. It is not that. It is sleek. It's chunky, right? It is a purpose-built tool diver's watch. I'm not talking the dive watch. It's no svelte skin diver. It's a diver's watch. It's a dude who makes money under the water doing shit. A legit commercial diver. Who built a watch to support him and his endeavors. This thing is dope. Quartz movement, super reliable, great loom, good lines, crazy comfortable brace or strap on it. This was like, this watch is problematic for me. The problem right now is actually less of a problem. They're sold out across their lines of the Diver 1 and the Diver 1 Titanium, which are the two that I like. I didn't look but, at the but they're, but, but these, these are in and out of stock. Yeah. They're going to come back. They come in a bunch of colors. They're just good, right? They, they're, they're similar to that white label Seiko that you have, right? Just no bullshit, yeah. no frills, well-designed, not to please watch people or neck beards, not to sell a ton at the jewelry counter because they have a faux diamond at the 12 o'clock, but just like a fucking hammer. Hey, there's a bunch of them on that wall. Find the one that's going to work for you and then buy it and use the shit out of it. That's what this watch is to me. This watch is the Harbor Freight hammer wall and you just go and you grab one off of it and you're like, yeah, that's what I need right now. Yeah, it's better than that, right? Because Harbor Freight, like... The lifetime warranty, Harbor Freight tools, so it doesn't matter what you do to them. <laughs> but it's better than that, right? It, yeah. It's it's a much higher quality. You're not going to destroy this thing, most likely. Yeah. And they're, un- they're 300 bucks. Yeah. They're killer. And the reason I haven't bought one is because I just can't... I'd, it'd kind of hurt me to have it because I wouldn't wear it. Yeah, this is like the grown-up version of the Casio Duro. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's smaller. It's they're 39 millimeters. They're they're really, really appropriately sized. Yeah, 39 millimeters? No. Unlike the Duro, which is 49. 45, I think. Yeah. 40 millimeter case. Yeah. 500 meters of water resistance. And, and, a, and a good movement too. It's got the the Ronda 713, yeah. which is a which is a fantastic Swiss quartz movement. One of the most important details that I typically forget, the non-titanium version, 316L. <laughs> this is it. This is my sub $500 diver. And it's, you know, it's 300 bucks. And you're like, you're not going to pick a $200 watch. That's <laughs> not the point of this episode. No, this is the watch. This is, if, if I were, if you were to say, you need to buy a watch, you can't do it right now, actually, because I can't buy it right now. But if this watch were in stock and you were like, you need to buy a watch right fucking now, go do it. This is the watch I would buy. Yeah. And you get a helium escape valve. Yeah. So when you're. What? Oh, what's <laughs> the word? Uh, I don't know. It's not concentration. It's. um. Oh, shit. Diving. The, the style of diving that requires it. It's not concentration. It's. uh. Hmm. I know what you're talking about. Uh, In any event, you don't need it, but you have it if you if you do. Yeah. 
because this is a tool watch. This isn't this isn't a, a company like throwing it on because it's a cool thing to do. It's like this guy knows <laughs> it's not compression either or condensation. What is it? Oh boy, Andrew. Um, yeah, no, I, I I think this watch is is fun. Saturation. I think this watch is fun because saturation is because it is condensation, <laughs> condensation diving. Um, I, I think this watch is fun because it's so serious, mm-hmm. right? It, it, this is such a, it, it, it's, it's like you said, it's like that white label Divex Divex yeah. Seiko that I have that is like, this is a watch for serious people doing serious things and it doesn't cost a bunch of money. But it does all the things. It does what you need it to do. Yeah. It does more than you need it to do. And if you need it to do these things, it does what you need it to do. And it's also super well built and fun <laughs> to wear and and attractive. It, it like yeah, this guy hit the nail on the head in designing for watch people M- multiple times and at this not point. Yeah. So we're gonna move on to seven hundred and fifty. This was the hardest category for me. Yeah, well, I think that this wa- this category is tough because there's not a lot that falls in this. There's, there's mm-hmm. a, a lot of watches that are, you know, 600. There are a lot of watches that are, you know, 800 ish. Mm-hmm. That 750 marks a little tough. I, I found each of these categories to be difficult in their own way, in, in their own way. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I think it showed an interesting stratification of the pricing of dive watches. We have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of watches in, 350 to 600. Yeah. And they're all kind of in the same specification zone. And then once you hit about 700, you, you clearly move up a league. Yeah. Right. You, you, you move in, you move into a whole new level of specifications, new level of finishing new brands or different brands are entering that space and then at about 1100 you see a whole world open up so this like this 700 to thousand dollar zone is is really interesting because there's a lot of trash yeah a lot of trash i think that's right yeah and and the 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 diamonds are few and far between but also they are many there are a lot of faux diamond crusted divers in the <laughs> seven to thousand dollar range yeah uh, and a lot of bullshit watches that shouldn't that you shouldn't spend your hard-earned money on at that dollar point because there's just better stuff that you can get for less or the same so. The first watch that we need to talk about in this under $750 range is arguably the most deserving in our opinion because we independently chose it. Yeah. Both of us. You sent you sent your links to me as I was like getting my links together to send you. And I saw you send me that link and I was like, fuck. <laughs> It's the Raven Trekker. And Raven's not a brand that we've talked about often enough on the show, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, 
And I think I think maybe a lot of people take it for granted, which is which is weird to me. I, I think uh, I met Steve in Los Angeles this past November, and Steve's great. He's like super kind. Um, you can tell really cares about his craft. Has interesting ideas about what's good in watches, um, which I think are very apparent when you look at his lineup. Um, but he's got this sort of unapologetic, old school thought process when it comes to the watches he's going to design. But then his design choices are very, very modern and surprising too when you pick these watches up and you 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 wear them. Um, it's like, oh my gosh, this is surprisingly phenomenal and uh, in a way that I didn't expect it to be. Um, yeah, you, you know, the airfield was not the watch we're talking about. Mm-mm. But the airfield was the one in his lineup that I was like, yo, this is super sick. We uh, talked about it on release and we were, I mean, I, I, I remember being very excited when it, when it dropped. Because he, he does cool shit. And I think we all just take it for granted because it it's just, it's always there. Mm-hmm. And it's always doing cool shit. And it's always doing it. Raven, reliable, cool shit with no hype. And I don't understand why. You know, I think he does get hype, but I think it's like a little bit less hype beast hype. It's just like this quiet professional, just the, the, the blacksmith, like just forging away. And pushing out awesome stuff. And people buy it. And they love it. And they move on. Because they buy it and they love it. And they don't need to talk about it because they wear it for what it's intended for. And they like it. Let's let's talk a little bit about this watch. Let's talk about the Trekker. Because this is a pretty cool watch. It's a super cool watch. And I I think the, the first thing that I want to talk about is how modernly sized it is relative to what I imagine in my head as the Raven lineup of being big, mm-hmm. bulky tool watches. And the Trekker is not that the Trekker is a 39 millimeter case, 47 lug to lug 13 millimeters thick. Nah, it's actually, I, I, I he says that, and maybe that's true with the crystal, but it wears way thinner with, than with, that. It says with the crystal 11 without. So we've got, Oh, oh okay. I see. But that. yeah, three, one, six L steel. <laughs> drilled lugs 300 meters of water resistance it box sapphire yeah 20 to 16 bracelet it's got all the things all Mio, the things Mio to 90 15 fantastic yeah. movement it, wh- why don't we talk about these watches more 700 bucks female end links yeah yeah what's our problem ceramic bezel and it's gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. I have I have the black with yellow second hand pulled up, mm-hmm. and it's got the twelve o'clock inverted red triangle, a kind of orange yellow minute track, and a yellow second hand, where you would expect you know white or silver or whatever hand matched, but it's not. It just adds this awesome 
little excitement of color. Mm-hmm. This thing is so fucking cool. And 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 it comes in a full PVD gold case and a PVD gold two tone as well. I don't need that. I'm a hard pass on both of those things. But uh, <laughs> though you have predicted that this is the year of two tone, um, I'm kind of into this PVD two tone on this. The, yeah. So this was both of us independently picked this as the as our pick for presumptively the best divers at each of these price points. Yes. And this is what we picked. We, it, yes, that's right. This was, this was our top choice. Both of us independently. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's really good. This has sort of got like uh BB 58 vibes. Very. Yeah. Or especially in the guilt, in the guilt. Yeah. Set up here with the maxi dial and, Lollipop second, so yeah, very very much so. So we're we're gonna unfortunately move on from you know the, our favorite and and go to um, a backup pick. Yeah, so so my pick is a backup pick, but that's okay because it's a fantastic watch, and and actually, I think that this watch compares with your watch in, in some interesting ways. So it's bigger. Mm-hmm. 42 and a half millimeter case. So this is more of a traditional dive sized watch, but the case and the general aesthetics have some similarities here to, to the Trekker without, without being, without being one-to-one. I picked the Mido or Mido or. Michaud, I think is actually how you say it. Mido. I think it's a, it's a shh with that D with the accent. (laughs) The Mido, the Mido Ocean Star Automatic. This is the blue dialed version that this I is picked. The two hundred, right? Because I think it's beautiful. Yes, yes. that's right. Uh, this is the Caliber eighty, which is the Eta Powermatic Tissot Hamilton. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Powermatic eighty movement, which we've talked about that a lot. Twenty one six hundred, uh, but with 80 hours, 80 stinking hours of power reserve. Uh, really interesting handset on this. I think the handset is the place where you might uh, where, where you might grumble if you were to grumble about this. It's, it's the only feature of true personality in the design decision making. That's right. That's right. With that said, it's really, really stinking good. Yes. 42 and a half millimeters. And this thing, I've marked this on Amazon for $700. From the Mito website, $930. $700 on this guy is a steal. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good money. Uh, and, and you get full, full Swiss, all the Swiss things. You get a super classic brand. Um, I I don't know um, that this is better or worse than the Raven. Uh, I think the bracelet on the Raven is probably a little bit better than this. I'd expect so. But what I do know about this watch is that if you're looking for a 42 and a half, 43 millimeter bigger dive watch and if swiss made, the raven trekker might not get you there at 39 it, millimeters and if swiss made matters to you 
right? This bear is the Swiss made branding because it is Swiss made. If that's something that's important, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and I think this watch, it, it, similar to similar to Raven in some ways, this watch is kind of slept on a little bit, right? Because I, I, you don't look at it and think, oh, what's it's a that? Because it's a little boring. It, they both are just a little boring that's right. when you see pictures. And, and the, the Mito in particular has a very sort of matte mm-hmm. everywhere thing going on. And, and so it, it doesn't have any of that bombastic polish that's, you know, on the top down. Um, subdued. I'd call this subdued. <clears throat> very Oaken Oscar, matte feel, like yeah. just subtle. That, that's right. Uh, 42 and a half by 49. A little bigger. Just under 12 millimeters thick. Um, 22 millimeter lug width. BGW9, I, I understand that the loom application on this is very good. Aluminum insert in the bezel, which take it or leave it. But I mean, uh, caliber 80, sapphire crystal, a probably great bracelet or good enough bracelet, I should say. I think the whole thing is going to be just good enough. I don't think you're going to be disappointed even a little bit yeah, in any n- aspect of this. N- not at not at 700 bucks. No. At 1500 maybe. Not 700. But this could easily be a $1500 watch without them changing anything, just putting a different sticker on it. Yeah, I mean there's plenty out there that do that. Quick adjust on the clasp on this. It's that it's the funky um yeah that swatch group yeah uh and if you just if you put a rolex logo at the north of this (laughs) 10 grand baby (laughs) that's right uh yeah so i i want to talk about two others briefly yeah because there's two in this price point that that we that we talked about yeah uh so first being the cwc uh q uh, we're just gonna say the royal navy diver Issue spec RN300-MTQM60. This is the Quartz Royal Navy Diver. The Quartz Royal Navy Diver. Yeah. 550 bucks. Ish. Yep. It's it's 458 pounds. So the pound is gaining again. It's no longer one for one. I don't remember when that happened, but it's happened. Um CWC does a lot of really cool shit and they've got all these really cool military spec for the Royal Army, the Royal Air Force, the Royal Navy watches that they produce. This is a brand with a ton of heritage and a, a just doing cool shit to be used. And that's really cool. 550 bucks ish. It's a quartz diver. There's nothing particularly intriguing about the design. It's very, you know, G10, A11. It's a mil spec watch. Stoic, I'd say. Yeah, it's dope. I mean, case is kind of Monin esque. Yeah. If not a Monin case, I, I, I mean, it's obviously not a, a. made by Monon case, but but in, they probably had Monon cases 
made to fit the spec at the at you know when Monon was producing cases. It's just it's a it's a cool watch at this price point, and for those of us who are you know even remotely intrigued by this mill spec world, you know CWC and Marathon are doing they're doing the thing. You know the coolest thing about this watch, Andrew. Is this something that you know? I don't think it is because you're not. Your it, eyes aren't lighting well, up. It, it comes in a Destro okay. configuration. You, you, yeah, you can order this at checkout in a Destro configuration. It provided they have stock of it. Yeah, they don't currently. Otherwise, I would have made an <laughs> apology to my wife today. I was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah." Oh dang. Um. Last up, and this watch didn't make the list because it's not available yet. But I think this was also both of our first picks as well for yes, $750. We, we, we both went here first. We huh. we both went here, and then we went to Raven. Yeah, and then you texted it, me first. Independently. <laughs> Which, you know, we're not, you know, we're not the experts. We're pretty well versed. Yeah. The Notice Avalon 2. Yeah. They're pro diver. They're no bullshit, big ass, clunky. Totally anti-notice watch yeah that they do so well because when you look at the rest of their lineup this doesn't make sense within it but they do this so well that they must keep it kind of vibes of king turtle too yep yep so the avalon i'm a huge fan we've had an avalon um my good friend frank has the gold or canary dialed Mm -hmm. avalon our partner our partner, but also my good friend. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, this is such a fun watch. It's killer. You, you know, I've, um, I find the Avalon to be one of the easiest watches to be critical of. And I've been with both Wes and Colin critical of this watch in particular. There's a, a thing at the end links that I was like, well, eh. uh, but the reason I feel so comfortable being critical with the Avalon is because it's so freaking good. It is like great. Yeah. When you find something wrong with it, you're like, yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've got to tell them. <laughs> that's right. It, it's just such a cool wearable, good size. I think it's like 42 or 43, 42 and a half, something like that. Uh, so yeah, it, 41 not, and a half, not available. Oh, no. 41 and a half at the bezel, 43 and a half at the case not available right now which is why we both didn't pick it initially not available right now but i i know that they're making more of this this is in their forever lineup um but they just have a hard time keeping them in stock which is because it's dope yeah on to the big boys andrew yeah let's let's start spending some money we both we went different directions here. You cheated a little bit. No, I did not. As cheat. per usual, I did not. As cheat. per usual, my watch comes in at eight hundred and sixty dollars. Not in the configuration that you want it. Eight hundred and sixty-five is it? So eight hundred and forty picked the brand new Christopher Ward C sixty Trident three hundred. Important distinction there. So this year fall of 2022 last year excuse me 
in fall of 2022, Christopher Ward unveiled their new 300-meter version of the Trident C60 line. And I think that the reviews of this watch have been, in a word, rave. Yeah. Everybody loves this thing. It's thin. It's got a fantastic, that light catcher case. Uh, It's got a fantastic. It's 11.3 millimeters thick. Correct. Correct. Including the crystal. Yes. As everybody likes to say. It's got all the goodies. It's got the goodies for un for for well under a thousand dollars. You get a really, really amazing watch. SW two hundred movement two hundred dash mm-hmm. one that's been decorated to the teeth. Yeah, Ex- you know, uh, exhibition case back, signed rotor, signed rotor. So fantastic. Now. Not just my not, and pick, not discreetly signed either. The entire perimeter of the rotor reads Christopher Ward. And, and the new and logo, the Swiss flags. W- oh my god! Which Chris, people are so weird about Christopher Ward logos. But whatever. If you if you're weird about it, that's fine. I still like you. Uh, but uh, it's got the new logo, which I actually quite like. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Swiss British flag amalgamation, um, which again I quite like. Um, but 840 bucks, you get it on a rubber strap. Now, yep. now, if you've got a thousand bucks and like a couple bags of cans on the back patio, or or you can use the Google because Christopher Ward with their loop magazine includes a hundred and fifty dollar coupon. You you can find these everywhere if you're paying more than if you're paying retail for Christopher Ward and not $150 off, you are not working hard enough. So retail with the bracelet, 1,040. So yes. it, that's not allowed. And so I didn't pick it on the bracelet, Andrew, you, but you didn't, but you want but it on a bracelet because the Christopher Ward bracelet <laughs> is so good. It's a chunk, hold, but it's so hold, good. Hold on. I didn't pick it on the bracelet though, because it's really good on the rubber. But w- if you have 40 extra bucks laying around and we didn't today, so I did not pick this, but let's talk about the bracelet just briefly because when we say best in class, I think sometimes that term gets a little bit overused and it becomes meaning meaningless. Christopher Ward's bracelets are sometimes problematic. They We've talked about your Sealander bracelet, which mm-hmm. is good. It's a very good bracelet. And I wear my Sealander on the bracelet in spite of its one millimeter taper. <laughs> And so there's always little things, but in terms of build quality, Christopher Ward's bracelets, chef's kiss, build quality is really, really good. And this is a good bracelet. Great clasp. The the, the clasp on these is big. It's long because they have a lot of adjustment positions. That's right. To do what they're doing just takes space. That's the bottom line. It takes space. I believe that these are 20 to 16 taper yes, bracelets. I think you're right about that. So, well, th- there 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 are three different sizes of the C60. You can get in 38, 40, or 42. Mm-hmm. Dealer's choice and and the specs change. So, I believe the 38 is a 11 millimeter case. And then they get a little bit thicker as the watches get bigger. And I'm not quite sure why that is. 
but I'm sure there's a reason. In any event, it's probably proportions, but whatever. Um, it was probably to retain the exact same design, the appeal from a top-down view. Perhaps. Yeah. With the 40, you get a 20, 20 to 16 taper, I believe. I'm smitten by And it's these. great. I, and it's great. It, I love this whole line. I'm a Christopher Ward fanboy. We'll drop a link in the YouTube or a link in the show notes. But Frank did a YouTube review, uh, which is on the website and also on our YouTube. Mm-hmm. Frank did a fantastic review on this where he actually took it diving. And it's... Oh, no. When did he wear backpacking? He wore the... The, the one he broke. Yeah. He didn't break that. <laughs> he did. He did. Didn't he? You dropped it. He didn't break that. Okay. You broke the Breitling. He did not break the Pelagos. <laughs> so... That's my choice. Under a thousand, well under well, a thousand. Exactly. Bucks. You've got a hundred and sixty big ones to do with as you will. But if you have a thousand and like I said, a few bags of cans, you might want to think about that bracelet. Do get the bracelet. That is not a cheat. That I am fully no, within you, the rules. You are a notorious cheater at this Your game. Your Honor. Your Honor. <laughs> Uh, th- this is a super good pick and I, I really seriously considered it. And I was like, I, I mean, without a bracelet, it's only 840 bucks, but I want it on a bracelet. So I'm not going to pick it because I want it on a bracelet. And th- this is actually the first time this has ever happened that our one, two, three were all like that, that we've had that much overlap yeah. in our decision making. Yeah. Maybe we're siloed at this point. We just live in our own little magical worlds. What do you got at a thousand bucks, Andrew? Are you are you okay? I was burping. It was a okay. long, like deep build. Uh, you just kept. It looked like you were going to talk, and then there's no words came. Well, I was out. trying, but a burp was building. Thousand bucks, and this is this kind of surprised me when I started looking at this. I was like, I mean, I I looked at it some more, and I was like, I can, I can get down with this. The Doxa Sub Two Hundred, without cheating, nine hundred ninety dollars on on a bracelet. On a fantastic beads of rice bracelet. Fantastic beads of rice. And here's what you're getting for that $990. You're getting everything that Doxa is. You're getting Swiss made. You're getting heritage. You're getting the dive, like the pro diver world feel. Thing. That's what Doxa is. Doxa is a dive watch company. It's all they do. It's all they have been doing, and that's really all they've ever done. I think I can rest my case. Yeah, I slept on this watch, and there's a good reason for it. Because uh, it's not the Doxa. Because it doesn't. That's not the 300 or the 300T. That's right. It's not the Doxa, which has made me sleep on this watch, too. And, and if we're being fair... If, if prices, if money is no option or no concern, uh, yeah, money is an option. I don't know what's happening. 
if money doesn't matter, I'm not going the 200. I'm going 300T. Yeah. Because that's the doxa, right? If you say, hey, is that a doxa? And you're looking at any other... Yeah, no one's going to call you out from across the room wearing this. To be no, like, because dogs out. Because this is more akin to the foster on beads of rice, right? This is 70 skin diaper. It doesn't have that doxa thing, which I think is what makes it the most intriguing for me because it still has all the doxa things, all the heritage, all the specs, all the technology, and it's pretty unassuming 70s Macy, like Montgomery Ward dive watch. Comes in all the colorways. My my go-to for Doxa is the Caribbean. Do you say Caribbean or Caribbean? You know, or is it contextual? I do feel like we had this conversation recently. Um, I am probably uh I'm probably in the Caribbean camp. I'm I'm context. I say both. Yeah. And I don't know what influences why. And 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 <clears throat> by the way, I'm normally a shark hunter guy. Uh but on this model They Fotina, it sucks. I don't yes. like that. Correct. Um correct. On this model, I'm with you. The Caribbean is the way to go. <laughs> that just sounds wrong in this context. <laughs> I'm going to the Caribbean. This is Caribbean colored. That's kind of how I feel that that word should work. Um, but it's all the things and it's 990 bucks. I think this is, this is in my mind, probably one of the most slept on Swiss made watches out there. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Great size. Yeah. 19 millimeter lugs, which is whatever, but it comes with a, Rubber strap, if you want. And your beads of rice, right? You're not going to take it off of that. Yeah. 42 millimeter case, 46 millimeter millimeter lug to lug. It's going to sit nice and small on your wrist. 200 meters of water resistance. Nice twisted lugs. Yeah. It's just, it's all the, any other brand, and this is a banger, right? If this is a Squala or if this is a Mido or if this is a take your pick of brands with a little bit of heritage, a little bit of legacy. Yeah, shit, this is a Tissot. Tissot's back. Fuck, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this, this is a banger, but because it bears the Doxa logo, it's under $1,000. Yeah. This actually reminds me of the Squala. I can't remember which one it is, the... If this classic. is Zen, this yeah. this blows up, right? Because it's it would be innovative for Zen to be breaking out of this Uber German engineering. I mean, this Hamilton could drop this watch right now and it would kill Bulova. This this could be a Bulova just as easily, and it is a banger. Yeah. But because it's a Doxa, it's just slept on. Yeah. You, you know, um one watch we didn't talk about today. There's a new micro brand out of Eugene, Oregon called Foster. They make a $500 dive watch. We didn't talk about it. Because it's over 500 and it's not really quite enough to be in the 750 category. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I do think we did it. I, this was fun. This was fun. I think we need to do more of this. 
there is a, a lot of new territory that we haven't covered since we've been here. I would like to do some episodes where we get down and dirty, like three for 600. Ooh. Revisit some of that stuff. So try to start fresh. Don't look at our show notes. See, I try to look at the show notes because I, I want to see me the too. evolution. Me too. I listened to some episodes today when I was pitching episodes to you. Oh, all I like episodes. That. And we've got so we've got you 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 pulled you pulled a couple goodies out. So we're we're gonna we're gonna get into this. We we hear you. Get back to the get back to the brass tacks, guys. <laughs> Have I ever told you that I? thought for years and years and years that the brass tax was like a tax on brass. Like, let's get down to the brass tax, like how much tax we have to pay on brass. But, but it's actually like tax, like, like nails made of brass. Yeah. That's I I was, when you were saying that I was suddenly really embarrassed because I was like, it's not nails. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, I'm not embarrassed. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. For many, many years, it was the tax on brass. With a CK. With a CK. It's CK and not X. God, I feel good. Oh, man, that was like, that was (laughs) just. (sighs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you play Um, some Jay-Z right now? (laughs) We're going to get back into it. This was fun. Let us know. Let us know what we missed. There's a ton of watches that we missed. There's a ton, and there's a ton that we looked at, but here's the lens we're viewing through. The, the Every watch we talked about today is a watch that I would be comfortable buying tomorrow. Right? That Same. Was the, that's 100%. the lens I looked through. It wasn't just like, well, let's find something that fits. And I think that's one of the growth things that we've experienced, and it's partly because we've gotten to experience so many watches, and we've gotten to be hands-on with so many things in the last four years. You know, in our first handful of three for 600, it was like, oh, that's a, you know, that's an affordable watch. I like the way that it looks. It seems like it'd work. I'm going to pick this watch because that's a watch at that time that I would have bought. I think a lot of those watches that we've talked about, I probably wouldn't buy anymore. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. And the lens that we view our purchasing decisions now is more developed. It's more informed. And one of the things that I want to be able to do, back to the roots of this show, is share that. Mm-hmm. It, but it doesn't hurt to also talk, you know, we started the show because we were frustrated with the with the dearth of media focused on truly affordable stuff. So we'll get back there. We'll get back there. We'll talk about it. We can, we can divest ourselves from our own wants and needs for the purposes of making good content. And I think, and I, and I think for our, for our part, we have the knowledge to be able to look at watches and be like, yeah, four years ago, that would have made my list. But today I know it's a shitter and here's why. Yep. Which is not to say, you shouldn't buy it if you like it. As always. Andrew. And, but, no, no, but, here, but here's the thing. Four years ago, a reach watch for us for eight was 800 bucks. Yeah. I spent 10 times that. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew. And, and I wasn't, I mean, I had a little pit in my stomach, but I'm really pleased with that purchase. Other things. What do you got? Okay. So as I said, today I made some raviolis. 
last week when in preparation for making ravioli sometime <clears throat> i was looking for a uh little zigzag cutter roller fella shape my ravioli so they weren't just square edges because <clears throat> i'm fancy Uh, I found a thing and I was like a little intrigued by it. Found a cheap version of it on the Amazon. Bought it. I used it today. It's a ravioli mold with roller. What this thing is, is a metal frame. That's a good click. That's a, that's a good bezel action. It's a metal frame with varying amounts of either holes or indentations. It's like a, a muffin tin. Yes. Okay. That you lay your rolled ravioli pasta dough over. There's a little lid, like a, a cap that you set atop of it to press your dough into the indentations or total holes. You then <laughs> fill your ravioli. You close it with the other end or your other piece of dough. And it come, they all come with a roller to then roll over the top. And these, these molds have uh, jagged angular, like, like, so word I'm, it's jagged isn't right because jagged would suggest it's jagged, but it's not jagged. I like words. Angled cuts. They have they have nicely cut edges so that when you roll your pin over your top sheet of dough, you are simultaneously sealing and cutting all of your ravioli. Then you turn over your plate, dump 10 ravioli out, and start again. Here's what I learned today. <clears throat> Don't get one that isn't just in that. Don't get one that has a bottom that is actually a filled hole. Get one that's a true void, just a cutout. Okay. Because the dough will like vacuum seal itself to the metal. So when it's just hanging, just it's gravity you pull there. It out, it deforms. It or it tears. Yeah. Watched a lot of videos over the last week in preparation for this. Um, spend a little bit more money than I did. So I, the one I got was like 20 bucks on Amazon. Small ravioli. Spend a little bit more money than that. The edges weren't particularly sharp or crisp, which meant that the, the labor of just rolling your rolling pin over this mold, over this cutter, evolved really quickly to like manually pressing against the cutter sure to to with your fingers break it so spend a little bit more money because i know that a little bit more money means a little bit better mold probably right right i mean I, my expectation would be that if you spend 40 dollars instead of 20 you're going to get a more precise cut on your on your molded metal but this thing was dope. If you if you make ravioli even twice a year, it pays for itself. Because I've made ravioli a number of times. 
I'm going to make it more now because I have a much more efficient way of making it. You've got a tool that gives you confidence to do the thing. No, not just confidence, but it makes it, if it actually like your return on investment is there. If you make ravioli is an entire day affair. If you're hand cutting every single square, because you have to hand cut it, you have to seal it, you have to trim it. But these come pre-sized, sealed, you're, you're, quintupling your speed you roll out all your dough you lay it out you fill it you roll it you flip it you powder your parchment paper and you're you're straight this made ravioli making like something that's going to become a a robert's family staple probably like a quarterly event for me this i will do this more than like once or twice a year now wonderful because we're always delicious you're gonna leave a link in the show notes to the one you bought yes don't buy that one but don't buy that one yeah don't don't buy that one because that one is not great it works if that's all the money you have to spend don't spend it on a ravioli mold if you're buying a ravioli mold you can afford to do a little better fair enough are you gonna buy a better one No, because I already have one. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, uh, I got another I pr- thing. I probably will be buying another one, but I'm going to do another round with this. It's I've got another thing. Do me. So I have been skiing, um, which I've talked about on the show, and I'm really mm-hmm. loving it. The thing, there's two things that are causing me uh, discomfort. The snow. No, okay. no besides, besides the snow and working hard. Uh, two things that are causing causing me this. One is goggles. So as a oh, glasses fuck. wearer, as a as a person who wears glasses, I've got to wear goggles that go over over. Do the you glasses. still have your army sun sand snow inserts? I I do, and they're broken. Oh, that sucks. Because yes. those are and the prescriptions not any good. Oh, so you could you could work with that though. You could probably go to a I probably can I can get a pair of inserts for like 150 bucks, but th- that's not what I'm talking about today. So so I'm struggling a little bit with goggles over my glasses. That's fine. Uh, I can deal with that. I will deal with that. But the other thing that I was having problems with was my mid layer. So w- when you're when you're skiing and it is 40 degrees or 35 to 40, you can get away with like. A, a medium thickness base layer and just a jacket, I, or at least I can. You can t-shirt, ba- sweatshirt, and a jacket. Yeah, yeah. Ba- well, yeah, yeah. Based on based on my body temperature and body regulation, <laughs> temperature regulation, I could get away with. I've got a good base layer bottom or top, excuse me, and I can wear my jacket. I've got an insulated ski jacket. I can wear that. That's fine. But if it gets any colder than that, certainly thirty-two and below. I need to have a mid layer on or I'm cold. Hmm. And I've been wearing a fleece. It is a sort of a cinchilla knockoff. Cinchilla being a Patagonia button three quarter. Correct. Correct. So I've been wearing this fleece as a mid layer. It's it's good. The fleece is good. Um, The brand is actually pretty good. It's Duluth training trading company. We've got one of their one of their retail stores here in town. And so I picked this thing up. It, it, it's fine. 
it it looks good, but it, just the cut and everything, I've I've been struggling with it. So, um, you, you know, the fleece is not super high grade, and so it was sometimes a little too warm, sometimes a little too cool. Temperature hasn't been a problem, but really just like movement, range of motion in my shoulders, arms, because of the armhole locations and whatever. I just wasn't digging it. And so I went in search of a mid-layer, and I found something, and I think it might be really cool. So this is uh, a North Face product, and you had recognized him earlier that perhaps the SKU is going out of stock, which is maybe a good thing for you if you want it right now. Yeah, right now, like in the next week. Right now. And and maybe there'll be another evolution of this in the future. But this is a hybrid mid-layer, which means it has got a breathable, you'd call this micro fleece. That might be accurate. I, but I am going to call it micro A very thin fleece, arm, shoulder, sides of your body. And then a down, it's not down, it's a synthetic down. They call it thermo ball. But a down chest stomach and then back so mm -hmm. so basically the top it's a reverse combat shirt that's right that's exactly right it's a reverse combat shirt so you've got fleece or you've got you've got down like quilted down synthetic down on your chest and stomach and on your back which theoretically will create some warmth there and some protection from the elements and then you've got a relatively breathable polyester fleece everywhere else that is going to not trap heat so you will keep you warm but but also keep you warm that's mm -hmm. right dry quickly mm -hmm. provide a layer of insulation but also expel excess body heat um reverse combat shirt <laughs> that's what it is super flexible like no limitation of my range of motion um it feels comfortable it is it's not bulky like mm -mm. even a micro puff would be um no it's micro puff it is micro puff on the chest puff, but yeah. because it doesn't cover your shoulders and yeah. because it doesn't cover your it's not even your armpits your it's ribs just your, and armpits it's just your front and back you don't feel that bulk at all it's so nano puff plate carrier i think this thing might be the answer That's i'm dope it kind of looks funny because bit. you've got this quilted portions on your front and back um but whatever it's not meant for looking good uh, but it does look good it's like very um white jays and <laughs> it's got a giant helmet hood which is not functional unless you're wearing a helmet um it's it's functional it will go over your head and then you can put like all your extra shit in there and your helmet and you know three that's, extra pairs of underwear <laughs> that's right <laughs> talk about a good flying jacket we're talking about your half your carry-on could fit just right. insulating your melon <laughs> um yeah, no, this is this is great. So I've had it. I haven't skied in it, but I've worn it. And, you know, you can just kind of tell. You can, you know, right as soon as you put something on, you're like, yep, that's it. That's it. So uh, I got this for 75 bucks at a North Face outlet, but they're available on Evo.com. Andrew's going to put a link in the show notes. I will. 87.99. Yeah. And for the quality of materials here that you're getting and the quality of the product. And the reputable brand. And sure. It's made in Vietnam. Like. And you're getting like you're getting good product. So the the North Face Thermo Ball synthetic down product is a cutting edge product. Um, yeah, it's it's right on the cusp of everyone else's synthetic nano down kind of shit. Correct. Yeah. So for eighty five bucks, 
Or if you're close to a North Face outlet, you maybe try bumping in there for you save a couple bucks. But doesn't uh, doesn't Nike have North Face at their outlet? You know, I'm not sure about that. Is that is that a thing? Are Nike and North Face connected? Aren't they? I don't know. I do know that Columbia bought Mountain Hardware, and that Mountain Hardware's products have <laughs> plummeted in quality since that happened. Yeah, but I used to really like Mountain Hardware. Yeah, no, they're stuck now. But um, <clears throat> yeah, anyway, this is a great jacket. Link will be in the show notes. Uh, I really like it. I like it. It's an interesting color. Yeah, this is like it's a kind of a minty green. It's like that digi camo tan, like the it's yeah, oh. it's neither it's neither desert nor woodland, <laughs> like that circa two thousand seven army, amb- ambiguously tan yeah. color. I loved ACUs; they were ridiculous. I I did not like ACUs, but I have a lot of them still. I have so. I think I have like 12 pair of ACUs laying around. I have a few ACU whoobies that I just love. Uh, yeah, I think for whoobies, they're cool. I don't love the ACU part. I just love the whoobie part. <laughs> Andrew, do you mind if I take just a second to thank our sponsors? I think we need to. Well, uh, can, can we just say, can we just like break the fourth wall here? I mean, it's a podcast, so it's not really a fourth wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you guys, the whole point of this, so you, you may have noticed these brands that are our sponsors are all owned by partners which uh, of WatchClicker, which is to say they're... Are you, are you accusing me of something right now? No, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm just saying I, all that to say the, the, the sponsorship is being paid by Sweat Equity. We are doing this because we want you to pay us in in cash monies as opposed to these sweat equities. If you've got a brand, a company, a thing that you think would add value to the type of people who listen to this podcast and you know who you are. You know who you are. You know who you are. If you're doing a thing that's awesome and we all would think is awesome, reach out to us because we want to plug you. We want to support you just for listening because you know, this is like, we're, we're friends, we're family. We're all in this together and we want to be able to put you up on a platform and say, look at this. This is some cool shit that this person is doing. On that note, this episode of 40 and 20, the watch clicker podcast has been brought to you by, I'm going to change it up. Franco Fronti photography. Gosh, I Offering images and video of real watches on real adventures, your favorite divers from 100 feet below to 14,000 feet up. Frank is now accepting underwater bookings for March of 2023, rapidly approaching at affrontography.com. And look forward to meeting Frank next week. He's going to be here. He's going to be here. And you're going to hear from him. By Escape the Media, if you are starting a new watch brand or have an existing brand, Escapement Media has your photography and video needs covered. Once you see the photos you won't be able to escape, check Escapement out at escapementmedia.com. He does really great family photography too. And Foster Watches, great effing watches. Check out the 11 Atmos Skin Diver, now on sale at fosterwatches.com. Links to all of those available in the show notes. If you, if you, 
want to advertise in 40 and 20, please, please give us a holler. Send an email to hello at watchclicker.com to talk about options. And thank you for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. Check us out on our website, watchclicker.com. That's where the goods are. Every episode of this podcast, as well as weekly reviews, articles, all of that stuff, sometimes many times per week. You can check us out on Instagram at watchclicker or at 40 and 20 underscore watchclicker. There's a story there. <laughs> if you want to support what we're doing, you can do that at patreon.com slash 40 and 20. Look, right now, that's where we get all of the money to pay for things like hosting, software, and hardware. And it is it is not a small amount of money. For all our current patrons, we love you and appreciate you. And for all of you who are thinking about it, come on over. You can pay a buck an episode, two bucks an episode, whatever you want. It's totally voluntary. You can listen to this without ever paying us a dime. But if you do want to support what we're doing, patreon.com slash 40 and 20. And don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.